Changers live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sergio Tijera. I'm your host. And each and every week, we bring you someone who has been a game changer in their field and who's touched the lives of thousands to get their perspective on their journey, their mindset, their struggles and successes so that we can inspire you on your journey. So let's get started right now. And welcome to Game Changers live from our studio home on the campus of FIU in the College of Communications, Architecture, and the Arts. My name is Sergio, your host. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. We're now a top 2% podcast ranked globally. And we have a very, very special guest on today, my friend, Mayor Francis Suarez, Mayor of Miami. He's also the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, my brother. It's a pleasure to be with you all. All right. He's a family man. He's married to Gloria Fonsuarez. They have two beautiful children, Andrew Xavier and Gloriana Pilar. And I've seen them around, you know, around town at events with you. You keep things uh, you keep up in, in a number of ways with your family. So let me start off with this. So one of the things that we talk about on this show is what makes successful people successful. Right. And what's that X factor, so to speak? Your middle initial is X, Xavier. Right? right. So what's that what's that one thing that drives you to succeed in life? You know, where does all the passion come from that has taken you to where you are today? Family, faith and friends. Right. I mean, you you know, you have obviously um, your family is more of how you grew up, the experiences that you um, uh, that you that you live and, and 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 the examples that you saw. Right. Uh, you know, in my case, my dad was. Uh, you know, the ninth of 14 kids, he grew up, came to this country with nothing at 12 years old, got a full scholarship to high school, presidential scholarship to college, you know, two graduate degrees from Harvard, you know, wrote, has written nine books, speaks five languages and was the first Cuban mayor of Miami. So that was, that was my example. Right. And, and my dad, I'm blessed. My parents are still married. Um, I'm 40. I just turned 45 last week. And, uh, <laughs> and my parents have been married 47 years. So, um, it's just a great example of stability. Um, you know, my, my wife's parents also been married for 40 something years. Um, all my siblings are married, uh, thankfully, very luckily in their marriage and only marriage and all her siblings are married very luckily, uh, in their first and only marriage. So, you know, that's kind of like a, like a, like a, you know, a Mayberry story that doesn't, doesn't often happen in today's society, but that on the family side, incredibly important on the faith side, which I I've gotten part from my family. Um, I think having God at the center of your life and understanding that he has a plan for you, that your job is to find a way to unify yourself with his plan uh, and, and try to be the best version of yourself every single day. Um, I think it's something that uh, helps you get through the day, uh, helps you in your interactions with other people because you want to be treat people with respect, with kindness, with humility, um, with, with energy. Uh, and, and that's something that you got to work on, right? It's not, not always something that comes natural. For some people, it's natural, uh, but you have to work at it. And then I think friends, friends are the family you choose. You know, th those are the people that in your lifetime, uh, you, you get to pick. I want to be around this, I want to be around that. Part. Obviously, sometimes it's influenced by circumstances, right? Like somebody you had a class with, you know, I have a lot of law school friends that are people I was in class with, right? And, uh, and, and college, et cetera, and high school, et cetera, right? But, but, but you get to choose your friends. You also get to choose people that you don't want to be friends with, right? And I think you get yeah. to, you know, there, there's a famous phrase in Spanish. 
dime que, con quién andas y te digo quién eres, right? Which is that's basically, right. tell me who you're hanging out with and I'll tell you who you are, right? And I think that's because you get to choose your friends and so choosing the people and the circumstances that you're getting yourself into uh, and, and that oftentimes determines your future. So, um, you know, it's, 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 I think that's the fundamental. And then I think from there, uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of you to unpack and a lot of you know, ways that you can be a game changer going forward. So family, friends, and faith have been a, a big shaper of your life. So first off, happy birthday, happy Thank belated you. birthday. Uh, congratulations to your parents and to your wife's parents, because like you said, it's not often the case that we see families yep. uh, and parents staying together this long. I've been very blessed to have parents. They just had their 51st anniversary. So they're a little, little ahead there. So we're on the same, you know, same page there. It really is a blessing growing up with, with, uh, with a family that's intact. So talk, awesome. talking about family and legacy. So your father, Xavier Suarez was mayor. He was someone who was very beloved in this community and you've created your own identity and your own legacy. Now you've gone two terms. Uh, yeah. you've, you've been doing some amazing things. So as you look back, what was your approach to creating your own path? You know, how did you find a way to differentiate yourself? I think you have to start with respecting the past, right? You have to respect those people who came before you. I was texting this morning with Maurice Ferre Jr. His, he just created a beautiful institute at FIU, uh, honor his father, the Maurice Ferre Institute. Um, you have to honor and know how we got to where we are, right? Like what, and then you have to know what is our identity. And I think part of it is being a Miami born mayor. In other words, being the first mayor of Miami that was actually born in the city. There's no separation between who I am and who my city is, right? It wasn't like I came from somewhere else and, you know, became a citizen of Miami, which is essentially what happened to everyone before me for 125 years. Uh, so, so for me, um, that was also, I think, very important. And the third thing is I often say I'm young enough uh, to see the future and old enough to do something about it, right? So there's, there's just that, that inflection point when you become a public official, where if you're too young, you may not understand exactly how to execute. And if you're, you know, you have and if you're too old, you may not catch the more recent trend, right? And so I just got that sweet spot, you know, where I was young enough uh, to, to see where the world was going, but old enough to do something about it. And, and I think it's helped me uh, as a leader. Um, that's why I've been able to push forward uh, on things that change the identity of the city because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at not, you know, what's going to happen today. I'm looking at how are my four-year-old and eight going to thrive in a modern day economy that they're going to inherit, right? And that's going to be an economy of virtual reality. That's going to be a, an economy of artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, quantum computing, uh, crypto, and, uh, you know, and, and, and DeFi. Uh, and so that's, that's the world that it's very clear and evident to me that that's the world that, that they're going to be embarking on. So why not take the steps now that's how you become a game changer, right? Why not take the steps now to prepare yourself and your team, which is your job, right, for that uh, future? Uncertainty and disruption is something that could scare people, right? Uh, I think our city, uh, our culture is one that embraces that disruption because we see it as an opportunity, right? And I think there's, I remember thinking as a young kid, you know, there's two ways to look at the glass, right? The glass is half full or the glass is half empty. Right. And I think, you know, quintessentially Miamians are glass half full and they see uh, in, 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 dis, dis, you know, in, in disruption opportunity. And I think that 
is how you can be a game changer, right? Because you, you know that if you're if you're ahead of the curve, you're going to be changing a ton of people's lives, and and therefore you're going to have, you know, sort of a legacy that will live beyond your own life, which I think is, you know, something that people um, often strive for. Now balancing or blending life, like you said, you have your family, your firstborn, you know, first mayor that was born here in in, in Miami. You've grown up in the political scene. You know, balancing and blending life now is more taxing than ever across just pretty much every industry. We've all we've seen all time, you know, highs with high powered executives who, who neglect their family. They end up divorced. They have strained relationships with their kids uh, because of the demands from work. You are a, a very popular Marion, and I'm sure you're more popular in your house, which is probably the role you covet the most is to maintain that that balance with that extremely demanding schedule that you have, how is it that you're able to maintain a balance and, you know, and keep your energy up and keep that quote unquote home field advantage? Because when things are right at home, yeah. things go well on the field. No doubt. Um, I'll, I'll say a few things. One, I remember a priest once gave me some advice, a house divided cannot stand against itself. So that, that's, that's been helpful at home. Very so true. Um, you know, if, if we're at each other, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be able to, to push. I think the other thing I, I think about, and not to be sort of overly cliche, but, and I tell this to my wife, because my wife and I are very different. Um, I say, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of someone else, right? And like, so for me, I've always believed that I, there are things I have to do. Like I have to work out. I'm a workout junkie. I love working out. That for me provides a physical, but also psychological benefit. Um, my, 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 um, my, my faith, my spirituality, when I pray, it gives me a spiritual and psychological benefit. Right. And so there are things that I do to sort of, and then I, you know, obviously I believe in sleep. I believe in nutrition. I believe in vitamins, you know what I mean? Taking on nutrition, you know, nutritional supplements and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I've been all that because I think that to be the best version of yourself, you have to be the best version of yourself in every of life. And then I think, you know, as your life becomes more stressful, you realize that there's a set of people that love you unconditionally, right? And that's your family. <laughs> and when you have your eight-year-old, you know, the world could be falling apart and you come home and your eight-year-old wants to play or your four-year-old, you know, wants to say, hey, daddy, I love you. Like, there's just nothing more satisfying and nothing more right. healing, nothing more healing when you're broken. Right. Because the world has broken you or has, you know, has impacted you and coming home and, and getting that kind of unconditional love from someone who sees you in one way. And it reminds me of how I saw my dad. Right. And it reminds me of, of and I now contextualize, man, I wonder what he was going through in all those times when I got home and I said, hey, I want to play basketball and he would do it. And then I'd, I'd say the last piece of that is he, he definitely set a good example. Um, uh, I remember, you know, I went I played uh, basketball in high school in a local Catholic school. And, you know, there was a quintessential keys games, you know, the games where you played at schools in the keys. Right. And only the most diehard parents went to those games. My dad went to all of those games. And so there was, you know, I remember very vividly my dad not missing my basketball games. And I just had wow. my son was eight years old, just started competitive sports literally this year. Um, and he had his first soccer season. And I can tell you, every single soccer game that was that I was in town for, and 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 I'll tell you, it was one of the most rewarding things was not just obviously being there for him, which I know he loved. I'll tell you, I can't tell you the number of parents that came up to me and said, you know, 
I got to tell you, you're really busy. And I did not expect you to be at all of these games. Like, I am so surprised and, and uh, proud of you for doing that, you know. And that's very fulfilling. You know, it makes me feel mm -hmm. very good because it makes me, um, you know, it makes me feel like I'm doing my job, my primary job. Absolutely right. And, put, you know, putting on your oxygen mask on firstly that you can help others is a rule that we need to live by. And like you said, I, and I work out as well, so I get it completely. Yeah. It's a it's a huge stress relief. It, it And it also allows you to be very creative, right? When you're moving your body, you're, you're thinking about some different things, see things from a different perspective. That uh, I, I've been married 15 years and for the last half, my wife works out with me now. So a little bit of a life hack right? Where, you know, um, she was never big into working out. Um, the last year and a half, she's been working out with me and it's, 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 it's helpful, right? Like you spend that time together, you know, mm -hmm. it's time that you have. So it, it's definitely helpful for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. My wife and I did that for a period of time as well. And it was fantastic because you're actually spending quality time together and Absolutely. you're doing something that benefits both of you health wise. And, um, and spending time with your kids is, I, I have to reiterate that point and congratulations yeah. on, on making the time for that because they're only, you know, four for a year, right? And you can never get that back. They're only five or six for a year and you can never get that back. And that's such an influential and impactful time in their life. No so switching gears a little bit. So League of Mayors. So in, in, in July, 2020, you were elected president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors for the term. You know, this is a obviously a, a very uh, important um, uh, election for you, obviously having the, the vote and confidence of all these mayors across the country, seeing that you're doing something uh, very different. You know, what makes you different than than other mayors in the past and what's going on across the country right now? Your point of view is very different, very refreshing. And it's yeah. attracting a lot of businesses down here. Yeah, I, I think our formula for success is unique, not hard to follow but or not particularly but it for some hard to follow right so what is our formula for success we've kept taxes low we've kept people safe and into innovation we create high paying jobs that's it that's all that's, that's what we focus on right we keep it simple you know we've lowered taxes to the lowest rate in our history uh which by the way has spurred a tremendous growth we grew 12 percent, which is the second most ever um, you know, we've invested in police with those additional resources. So we're very pro-police. We care about our first responders. They, they, they have the hardest job in America. There's no profession in America who get paid less money with more scrutiny and more risk, period, than our police officers. And then, you know, and then we focus on, 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 on creating high-paying jobs. We're number one in the nation right now in wage growth, number one in tech job growth. I mean, Miami, of all, of all places. So it, it's a source of pride because rather than giving somebody a fish, as you do when you create a, a unit of affordable housing, which is really important, you're teaching them to fish so they may not need a unit of affordable housing, right? It can provide for their family long-term. So that to me is, is more empowering. And, and I don't understand sometimes in our debates why people don't understand why it's better to focus on empowering people than necessarily just saying, hey, here's an affordable house. This is a subsidized piece of housing that you can live in, you know what I mean, uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I can't see why wouldn't why some, somebody wouldn't prefer A to B, right? So I think that's something that I, I struggle with. Uh, but I've also been very blessed. I mean, I have a, a group of mayors nationally that have really embraced my leadership style, which is one of trying to be uh, to listen, uh, trying to focus on areas of common, uh, being bold at times, um, but um, you know being. Uh, and trying to represent them with dignity. 
um, something that I think unfortunately has been a little bit lost in our modern day politics. And I think we've got to find a way as a country to find that sweet spot again, because that's how we're defined globally. Now, I believe there's two important factors in, in, in life and in work. I think timing and momentum, right? So Amen. when something is set at the right time in the right place at the right audience, a few words like your tweet has an yeah. exponential impact on those who hear it. And when the right yeah. people begin to take notice, they take action and then momentum then becomes a movement. And, uh, you know, that tweet really sparked the Miami movement, which is, you know, fits that scenario perfectly. And so now that we're a few years into this, now the movement has become the Miami moment. What has been the economic impact on, on the city over, you know, wow. since that tweet and, you know, in terms of jobs created and what's your outlook for the future? What do you think is up next? You know, it's, it's uh, hard to even uh, keep up the growth, right? I mean, 12% growth, which was the second most in recorded history, number one in wage growth, uh, $2.5 trillion of assets under companies moving to Miami, uh, tens of thousands of jobs, wow. uh, high paying jobs, right? Uh, and by the way, that's like, you just had um, Citadel, which moved from Chicago. You know, they're gonna bring a thousand, if not 1500 jobs. I was just with Millennium yesterday they took 100,000 feet in the Sabadell building in Brickle, 1,000 jobs uh, that are coming. Um, you know, KKR is looking at Miami. That's one of the biggest funds you know, on the planet. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's an incredible redefinition of who we are, right? And, and, and part of it is a graduation from us being seen as a capital of Latin America to being seen as a truly global city. We're in the intersection of five mega markets, New York, Silicon Valley, South America, the Middle East, and Europe. None of those markets are closer to each other than we are to all of them. So it's it's a pre-positioning that is based on a rebranding. Uh, and, and to your point, you know, we live in a world where there's a concept called virality, right? Like things are viral. And if you hit a nerve at the right moment, you can create a movement. And, and, and I did not put out that tweet with the expectation that it was going to go viral. It was just a very honest response to a very honest question. What if we move Silicon Valley to Miami? And I just said, how can I help? But it was in a moment where Amazon, uh, you know, had, had, uh, had given New York the HQ2 prize and New York said, we don't want it. And it was a moment when San Francisco uh, told Elon Musk, F Elon Musk. And he replied, message received and he left. So it was in a moment where cities that were the, supposed to be the preeminent cities, right, in finance and in tech, we're telling the most uh, successful people in the world, we don't want you. That is not a good signal, okay? It's, it, it's not a good signal, not just because you're taking game changers to use the podcast branding, right? You're, 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 you're pushing, but it's not just about the game changers, right? It's about everybody else that sees that and says, wait a second, if I'm successful, I'm not gonna be welcome in my city, right? I mean, it's crazy. And you know, I, you know, I, I keep referring to this thing a video that I saw of, of Jeff Bezos that really hit me, right? What he was saying was, he said, you know, Amazon is a trillion dollar business. It's worth a trillion dollars, right? Value at a trillion dollars. He goes, I have 20% of the company. That's all. So yeah, I'm one of the richest people in the world because I'm worth $200 billion. That's 20% of a trillion dollars. But what people don't realize is I've created $800 billion of wealth for other people. Okay. I've created four times more wealth for other people than I created for myself, right? And, and, and that's, the, that's the essence of capitalism. That's the essence of a free market uh, system, which we know is, is, is the best system on the planet, even though it's not perfect, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, 
we know is the worst system on the planet. And we know that the only equality that it creates is equal misery. And that's been proven time and time again throughout the course of history. Well, Mayor, you're doing some amazing things in this city. We all love you. Thank you so much for your time today. I know you're busy. And thank you for being a game changer, not only for uh, for the city, but for so many around the country. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll keep supporting you, buddy. Thank you for the opportunity. It's wonderful to be on the podcast and uh, look forward to coming back some other time. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, man. If you loved what you heard in today's episode of Game Changers, please subscribe and rate us. The lessons and the stories in these podcasts are immensely valuable. So I invite you to share them with a friend who needs to hear it. You may end up being the game changer in their lives.